evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. happening y'all it's your middle-aged homeboy chris davis hanging out here welcome to the shady radio we have another special artist deep dive for you uh we have daniel rojas rez king reds in the building uh something a little bit different man we're gonna talk about a different element of hip-hop you know here at the shanty radio we love all about hip-hop we normally talk music but something special and different for you so daniel man thanks for joining us yes sir yes sir what up so the thing I think is really cool about hip hop in general is it's it's hard to be defined, right? Like everything moves, people move throughout the different elements. Uh, for those that don't know and don't live this culture, maybe like others, uh, there's five elements of hip hop and we have one of the elements here represented uh, specifically and that's the b-boy culture. Uh, so thankful to have you here, a legend in the scene and I appreciate you spending some time with us. Yes sir, and uh, just to clarify real quick, I wanna not say just uh, the b-boy culture but also i represent the graph the graffiti culture since yeah early 90s as well so that's fantastic man yeah. awesome yeah just, for those that don't know uh this is our first time officially talking so <laughs> yeah, there's probably no, gonna be a, good, be a lot of that but it, that's what yeah. makes this beautiful man and that's what we try to do uh with these deep dives is to dig into more about the culture more about the people who do this um not necessarily for the lights and all those things but because it's who we are and it's what we love and it's as much of our identity as anything else but uh, you know it's always better to start at the beginning i guess i would say so why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about your journey you know what brought you into graffiti what brought you into dance and b-boy and, and what about that really stood out to you and just a little bit about you in general <laughs> Shit, where do i start um so uh i mean i'm gonna go as early as when it first started like you're saying uh just to give anybody the little bit of history i mean there's not too many people living or still live in the culture or life um in tri-cities left anymore um my family's been probably like one of like the legendary families that has first started like the true essence of what hip-hop is in the four elements of it which there are um my brother started off as b-boys breakdancers uh popper and locking because that's about the time it came uh heavily influenced uh we had a lot of family out in fresno so going out to quinceaneras and stuff like that uh, i was born in 81 so you know being the youngest of five boys um we picked it up really quick uh in 81 shit my brothers did and me being the little brother i wanted to do everything they were doing right so by 80 
about 83, 84, that's when I started like messing around and you know just throwing myself out there. Uh, back then, here in Tri Cities, we actually did have a scene um, uh, of breakdancing. Uh, we used to throw battles at uh, car shows, like lowrider shows. Uh, Kersman's Park was one of them out in the East East Pasco Memorial Park in the domes in um, in Pasco um, off of 14th. And another uh, legendary spot was Vineyard Lanes back then, which they call spare time lanes now, the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where you go and get your rental shoes out, it used to be actually a wood floor back in the early 80s. Oh, dope. And so, yeah, we'd, uh, they'd let us break right there, battle. And, you know, back then, you know, a lot of, you know, it's, it's still to this day, I mean, this dance has been territorial. So, you know, whether it be a family, you know, you're battling another family or, you know, the Kennaway kids battling the Pasco kids and stuff like that. So uh, picking it up. Um, yeah, I mean, we constantly have battles, and I mean, I was never one to shy away from any battle. I didn't give a right. cuss. Oh, man, you say whatever <laughs> okay, you want. I, I didn't give a fuck how old or what they were throwing at me, so I think that's kind of what made me, like, really fierce and hard on the floor, and especially, you know, wanting to be the top of, of my brothers. Right. Um, back in those days, um, just shouting out a, a couple crews that started in the early, you know, the early 80s, uh, late 70s, early 80s. Uh, street Rockers, which is a uh, form from my family, uh, which is called Street Rockers. We had um, Planet Funk. There was Midnight Jammers back then, Eastside Breakers. Um, and then, of course, the Valley had a bunch of uh, battle, you know, yeah. people that would come out and battle. Yeah, I grew up in the Valley. Um, later on, I, when I was in high school in the 90s, there was a huge, like, way more than music. Like, nobody really did music in the Valley. No. But everybody was dancing like we would school lunch was basically in the gym was just a cypher of people just doing things and I was always like so uh interested in it because I couldn't do it at all <laughs> right like I'm not the most coordinated person in the world so I would I gravitated more towards lyrics and, and and music and those kinds of things but I feel like something that you said that I, I found really interesting is like sometimes when I look at the generations now um and this is not a shot at them but like some of that competitive spirit isn't the same when you were saying like it was always battles like when i when i started mc and it was always battles that's kind of how you proved yourself uh and in the music it doesn't seem like that as as much how have you seen maybe like the b-boy culture specifically you know transition throughout the years do you think that that's still a big part of that part of the culture or as things kind of progressed that's the only part of the culture i mean in all elements i mean Iron sharpens iron right i mean and we, we i mean you can look at any whether it be martial arts which a lot of you know, hip hop is heavily influenced by right. martial arts, uh, capoeira, any kind of styles like that, as well as graffiti, DJing. I mean, there's always going to be a battle art. I mean, if we're not elevating this culture and, you know, trying to get to that next level, next level, if we're never battling. And you got to always stay, whether no matter you're the MC or anything, always battle tested because now you're right. ready. Right. Um, but definitely, I mean, with, with the way things have gone, because, I mean, of course, a lot of people, especially here in Tri-Cities, um, not so much in the valley for a bit. Uh, they've always, uh, we've always had a really bad stigma of, oh, it's a gang dance. Right. Oh, it's only for the black kids and, and, the, and the Latino kids. And I mean, it, it's gotten to the point, like uh, growing up, where I got expelled from school. You know, oh, you're not gonna graduate, this and that. Oh, you're a gang member, you're here recruiting. And I mean, it, it sucked. Um, so, I mean, battling was, I mean, that's all we really had, you know, looking forward to like the teen dances, whether it be at Skate West, the skating parties, uh, going to visit family in, you know, in the valley and saying, oh, you know, so-and-so lives around the corner. All right, let's, let's go knock on his door. Yep. Let's get it out. So what school did you, where'd you grow up at? I grew up at Sunnyside. Sunnyside. So you love Jeremiah, Hoser, yep. Danny, uh, 
All those guys. So yep. Yep. same thing. I went, I found out where they live. Someone said, because I have family out through the valley. Like, yo, so-and-so lives down the street. Electro, who's the best out here? Let's Electro, out. Jeremiah. Yep. Let's go to his house. Let's battle. Let's go. So we, we went and hit him up. Went down to, I think it was Lincoln Elementary. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we, we got down right there on the tennis courts. My yep. basketball yep. court. So, I mean, that's just how it w- was. I mean, of course, you know, this, you know, fast forward, you know, we're fast forward to, say, 90, uh, that's about, say, 98. Nine, no, no, actually, no, that was way before that. Um, 94, 95, 96 is when the battle scene was pretty heavy on that. And, it, you know, it was like, they go up to us, we go to them, we even go to Yakima, battle um, the Yakima Breakers, which was Quest Crew back then. But, as you know, as far as here, you know, like, we wanted to be the best. Uh, I grew up playing sports my whole life, so competition and, and being on that battlefield was nothing new to me. Uh, growing up again, you know, I mean, this is a, a culture from the street. So, you know, fighting and, and backing up yourself and your own was hand in hand. So, right. I mean, I, I really like what you said there, though. Iron sharpens iron. And that's something that I've been a huge proponent of in, in all areas of this. Right. Like, yes, as an MC words, I wanted to be always test my words against somebody else's because I put something together better than you. And it didn't always, you know, we transitioned into more personals and that, or it was just, I'm not, could I just be better than you as a rapper? But we also would look at that a lot, like in performance. And and, uh, I was at Ray's on uh, Saturday night um, and was talking to some people there and just kind of reminiscent of like, there was a time where we had a bunch of crews here, you know, shout out Firing Squad, shout out C-Ray and Ill Manor with with Rome and uh, a bunch of other guys. And we all were at the same shows all the time. We were all very good friends until it was time to perform. And then it was, I'm going to put on a better show than you. Or they were like, I'm going to kill you. And it was just, it was really felt like that. Then afterwards you'd be like, what up? Good show, whatever, but I'm going to get you next time or whatever. But I really do agree with that, that as an artist in general, I'm always wanting to push myself against the next person. I can't even help it now. Like I'll go to a show now and I'll see somebody performing and automatically my adrenaline starts going a little bit like, oh, yeah. okay, let's see. You're like, is there going to be a cypher after the show? Because if so, like I, I got to get in there. I got to you know, sit here, I, I, my son does music now and talking to him, I'm like, man, I still write as much as I did when I was younger, even though I'm not releasing music like that, but I always want to be ready. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, Karas one did an interview one time where he said every year he writes a rap for the top 10 rappers. And he's like, I never put it out, but every year I do it because I'm going to be prepared about and I'm ready. sharper myself. And I just think that that is maybe something that gets overlooked now um, in some areas, uh, you know, as you mentioned, like in, in the b-boy culture, in the graffiti culture, that's always, you're always testing yourself, right? There's always that element. I think in music, we've went, gone away from that a little bit, which some of it I would say is probably for the best, um, just because sometimes people will take it a little far um, and, and can't keep it in the art form. But I also think that maybe we've gone a little bit too far in it um, as well. So that I mean, that's my two cents on it. But I, I really like that what you said, and I, and I think that as somebody who's been around doing this really from, from we the, could say the inception, right? Oh like, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm a a first, second, third, fourth, and now I think we're on the fifth generation of of hip hop and wave of b boys. Not just b boys. I mean, I, I I've been around it all. Mm-hmm. Um, always supported and I mean like I, I mean I grew up on saying you know if you're gonna be a hip-hop head or a b-boy you know it's not just one you gotta know all four elements right um, I mean in the last few years uh, I've always collected vinyl but in the last few years I've definitely um, really upped my DJ game um, to where now I'm getting booked for like to go and spin at some of like the 
like biggest battles and stuff like that. That's what's up. Um, but like you're saying though, I mean, I, I think that's maybe one thing that the Tri Cities and our scene has lacked as well as all Eastern Washington. I mean, because when I talk about like me going to battles, uh, fast forward say to like late '90s to to present day, you know, 2024. I mean, I've been to events all over the world, uh, sponsored by Red Bull for a year and a half, traveling, you know, and and was named as one of the most elite b-boys in the states. Um, so definitely, I mean, I've been and seen all cultures, all boroughs on our cultures, you know, our culture as one. And that's one here is that, you know, these like you're saying, you know, the, like the battling. A lot of people really real quick are shy to, to go shy away from any kind of battle. Um, you know, all the elements, you know, we do that even as graffiti. I mean, even as a friendly tag, I mean, you can see the highways and, you know, there's there's rules and etiquette to everything. And. I mean, at the you know end of the day, I mean it's it's all love and you know love right. and, love and war. I mean, there's all love and yeah. war, right? I mean, there, there's there's an etiquette to battling, of course. Uh, I mean, I've been to some of the major battles, to like even Blaze battles and and Rhyme uh, was it Rhyme Fest? I think it was one of the big battles mm-hmm. um, to where there's MC battles, and I mean you're in your face and, and, and all that, and they got their crew, whatever, and you know hooping hollering, but I mean you, you're there for for pride to put yourself on that line and I mean and you can only get better from it there ain't ever no uh oh man you know next time or this and that I mean it's like hey fuck we're gonna lose more than we win and definitely I mean and like I said I've been in the game now almost uh 40 years and and I mean I've lost way more than I've won and I and I can wear that shit on my sleeve and you know there's a there's a phrase uh my son was doing judo for a little bit and there was a phrase on the wall that said you uh, you win or you learn, right? And I and I firmly believe in that. Like I've told people in music and in life, right? Business, whatever it is, I've failed way more than I've ever succeeded, but I've always learned from it and used that right. to get better, right? Like I, the battles that I've lost, I think have been a hundred times more impactful to me than the ones I was successful in, or the shows that I've thrown, or albums I've put out, or whatever it is, right? Like. Because it, it just, to me, it makes me more hungry, right? And sometimes, you you know, comfortability is the is the killer of creativity, right? And you get comfortable sometimes in oh, life, yeah. like just what it is. Um, but, I, but I really like that mindset of like the love and war, right? There is no war without love. You have to love something to want to fight right. for it. That's and right. so uh, I really, really like that. Um, I, I was going to ask you a little bit about influences, but you kind of went through that a, a little bit, which I thought was really interesting. You know, I think it's always more powerful when it starts within a family. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because you get like that connection that can't be broken by whatever else, right? Like, I'm, we're always gonna be family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we can get better at this. Um, you know, and and I think that that's really interesting. But you know, outside of just the battle stuff that we were just talking about, as I'm just really curious for you as somebody who's seen all the elements and been around for it all here in the Tri Cities in general, uh, and in the area, like you said, you've traveled quite a bit, so you have alternating perspectives probably than a lot of people that have just stayed here which you know side note to any artists that are listening to this get out of here even if it's just to travel to go see things even (laughs) if it's just to go you know spend a month somewhere or you you need alternating perspectives to really hone your art in my perspective um you need to see things and experience things right artists coming a lot of times comes from experience and if you stay in the same place doing the same thing all the time you don't get new experiences um, but from your perspective, how have you seen the scene in general, right? Not, maybe not just B-Boy specific, but hip hop in general, 
kind of progressed throughout the years uh, here in Tri-Cities? Here in Tri-Cities, uh, progress. Um, I mean, shit, uh, a lot of people are looking at it more as like an industry thing. Um, you know, everybody's trying to make money off of it. Where, you know, they're trying to get, especially with social media now. I mean, we can fast forward all the way to, you know, we're in a YouTube, or I guess we're past the YouTube era now. Right. And we're in that next era. In that TikTok that era. That TikTok era. <laughs> the, 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 the short bits and the little clips. Um, and, and just being in that, you know, seeing that, I mean, obviously it's, you know, for likes and all that. People can easily go. I mean, I've had students of mine um, who are now like, I mean, the biggest like influencers and stuff like that online. Uh, one of my students being even um, going to be representing Canada in the Olympics this year in Paris oh, Olympics. Fantastic. Um, as one of the, you know, I mean, shit, he's a top runner to probably win the gold this year. Right. Because I don't know if you know that breakdancing or b-boying yeah. is in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. In the Paris game. So, um, yeah, just, I mean, seeing this whole this whole like i mean era that we're in is so it's so kind of like real or weird to me just because like i mean I, I do it straight from the heart right straight uh from me you know for you type thing um we host a lot of events smaller events um to where it's like straight out of our pocket and we do a number for the love i mean it, it was a, a few events in the beginning where we would charge people and then i was like you know what the hell like my bills are paid i got a nice roof over my head right. i got some dope kicks on like what more do I need? What you know, like my, my kids are good. So from there, then I just started throwing free free events. Um, I mean, because I've given a lot to this culture to where I want to give, or gotten a lot from this culture, so I want to give back right. now. Right. So I mean, that that's where I think a lot of people's mindset is right now. It's like, yo, I gotta get the likes. I gotta do this. This is gonna get me out of here. Like, no, get yourself out of here. Right. And like you're saying, I mean, go look, absorb, see. I mean, you know, taco trucks ain't, you know, we can only have so many punchlines. I mean, there's there's hot dog stands in other places, too, and stuff right. like that. So, I don't know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. And people have, it, especially in Tri-Cities, they get that small mindset, you know, and where they want to be like, you know, the big fish in the small pond. And, right. I mean, there's so much more than that. And then I had to learn that at an early age and by myself. And, you know, I would uh, travel on the weekends for battles, come back home, and I would see my homies, like, still doing the same thing. Like, hey, what'd you do? Oh, no, we were at the club last night doing this. And I, like again okay well well i gotta go out of town this next weekend and go and battle again or go try this out or i'm teaching a workshop and it got to the point where um i you know fucked up and find out type thing and went yeah. to la uh won a, a huge event out there or actually took second place but that right there automatically like yo where are you from oh you're he's from canada no he's from northern cali he's like no nah. i'm like oh where are you from you're from seattle right like no nah, i'm from the corner of washington right like and, it, and it's messed up that I had to refer to the Simpsons like Walla Walla <laughs> to be like I'm right next to that. <laughs> right, right, right. But I mean, you know, it, it, it took as much as you know just getting out there. And like you're saying, I mean, you got to get out there. I mean, so many people are like so close-minded to like, you know, what what's comfort here. Right. And I mean, we got we got to get outside of that. And and I'm talking about coming from, I mean, I grew up in the little hood in Pasco, and that's like the roughest neighborhood, you know, in the 80s, 90s in in Tri Cities. And I mean, if I can make it, man, I mean, you got to get your ass out there, too. Right. So. I completely agree. And, and that's why I love doing some stuff like this, too, of, of exposing people to maybe some stories, especially like the younger artists that are starting out, stories that they might not know about. Right. People from here that have been successful. Um, I think it's one of the things that you said, too, about, like, get the likes, get that kind of stuff. I think there's a little bit of an identity crisis. Right. Hip hop in general has always been, you know, there's been an identity to it of like, I got to show that I'm dope, right? Like in, in whatever way that is, whether that's 
how you dress, how you handle yourself, how you, how, whatever your art is. And I think sometimes people want to have the the perception or the identity before they know who they are, okay. right? Like I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna do this because I see it, and that's to me that's the vision of success. When when you get down to it, and you meet some of the most successful people in music or just in life, you wouldn't know it, right? Because they're they're so comfortable in their own skin and who they are, but they that makes them better at what they do as well. So I always find it interesting. And this is not a shot to anybody who went to a show, but I always find it interesting sometimes going to shows, especially with younger artists, and they kind of stay in their own little little circle and, and kind of it's like oh yeah we gotta gotta put on the image or whatever. I'm like man, when I was starting out, I was talking to every let me learn from you, let me learn from you, let got me to. let me let me understand this better, right? Especially coming from from where I came from in Sunnyside, right? Super small, there wasn't a lot of people doing this, so any chance I got out to to ask people questions or to um, Hey, give people make connections and those kinds of things. It becomes, um, you know, paramount, right? Like I traveled the country with a guy that I met in a battle. You know what I mean? And it wasn't it wasn't one of those things where we were posturing and doing whatever. As soon as the battle was over, I was like, "You're dope. We I want to learn from you." Yeah. And he was younger than me, but I wanted to learn from him, right? Uh, and that relationship has stayed all up until now, just oh, yeah. by taking that chance and doing that. And so, I think that's one of the things that I hope that us. I'll say us older cats that have been around and seems to can, can continue to impart to to the younger counterparts is like there's so much more to this than what you see at in your little circle right yeah. oh, and, yeah. and you have to ask questions you have to be curious you have to take chances and all those kinds of things and you know just kind of going off of that too you know i mean there's also a different mindset how you were saying you know like oh you know we don't got to be in the freshest gear and stuff like that and i mean one of the the for me i mean one of the most important things is um, and I don't know if this is how my mom raised me, you know, like we got to have a church fit. We got, you know, stuff like that is, you know, like if you look good and you feel good, you're going to you perform good. You're going to look, you know, you look fresh, eat fresh. I mean, we're going to be fresh. You know what I mean? And I think that's just like in the B-boy nature. I mean, look at who's the biggest trendsetters in all. I mean, whether it be basketball, sports, uh, skating, all that was the B-boy. The B-boy came right. first. Right, right. Um, and, and even as for elements, I mean, it was the DJ and the, and the, and the B-boy were hand in hand. Right. The MCs now, okay, you know, going back to what we we're talking about, um, it wasn't just for the likes. Also, the reason why a lot of like say not just music because music could be anything, be, you know, DJing, but it was uh, say the MCing or DJing because it was marketable. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go and buy a, a figurine of a b-boy or or buy a piece back then. You know, yeah. um, you can go and buy a, a mixtape. You can go right. buy vinyl. Nowadays, you can you know do the uploads and all that stuff. So that's, I think that's where then the culture took a big turn. But I mean, you still get some of the really reals that are still very like, hey, you know, this is how it still works, you know, regardless of the money and all that stuff. I mean, look at it like you then going back to what you said, look at Rick Rubin. Right. Homies in no shoes, ripped up 501s that, you know, from probably back in the day that he got in like the East Village. Right. You know, I mean, and so, I mean, it, it's a full circle. I mean, it's a whole full circle. Uh, and depending on how you look at it but I mean you know again coming from like where I grew up in um, you know I mean it, it was to look fresh it was to feel good um, I, I hate being bummy when I go to battles right. and that's just one of the things that I think I um, kind of helped change the game and, and bring back to the culture was like you know you're going to show up to a battle look fresh right. I mean you're going to go off like that and 
and I mean to date like I don't think I've ever repeated an outfit or a pair of shoes when I battle so I mean that's, that's what's up <laughs> so. I, but I, you know, you're, you're absolutely right though and like you know I, I don't know if I made that the point I was trying to make perfectly but I think that you picked up on it too is like there are parts of that though like I don't Today, if I'm going to a show like to perform, I will go get a new outfit. You have to, right? Got to. But it's also like the sports thing a little bit, right? Like growing up, coaches always say, "Look good, play good," right? Like, and the, on it, game days, you're wearing either your jersey or you got to be nice and suited and booted. Right, it has yeah. to be because it's a mindset, right? It's a confidence thing, yeah. and I think, I think that's one of the things that I that I took. You know, you talk about taking away from hip hop. One of the things that I took from hip hop was a confidence because I was I wasn't a confident kid at all growing up but once i figured out i could do this one thing well right and other people could respect what i was doing then it gave me confidence to do other things like i went to college when i was 30 right i would have never i would have never thought i was going to go to school i barely graduated right like but that confidence that i gained over 10 years of traveling the country doing shows you know being in front of 10,000 people whatever the case might be all those small victories is what gave me that confidence to to want to continue in other areas of my life, right? And so there's so much that I owe just to that simple fact. There's so much that I owe, you know, part of the reason I, lo- I fell in love with the rapping element of hip hop was because I was never good at explaining myself or I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't tell you how I felt about anything, yeah. right? But I could listen to Tupac. And I wouldn't, I didn't grow up in the same situations as Pac. We were, you know, contemporaries in that way. But I knew what it felt like to be hopeless. Or I knew what it felt like to be angry and just want to lash out at everyone. I knew what it felt like to sit and watch my mom struggle with things that she was dealing with, right? Like all of those things, even though that the situations might have been different, I was able to connect to it in that way, yeah. which which made me feel like I wasn't alone, right? In that music. And that's why no matter what, I'll still be into this like, oh, yeah. forever. No, whether I'm doing music or not, this is a part of who I am. And I think that that's the most beautiful thing about this culture in general is that there's something for everyone to connect with and then it helps you to get introduced to other people and create that sense of community i'm sure other genres and other art forms have that same thing i don't mean to say that hip-hop's exclusive in that that's just the one area oh, that i have the most experience in i mean that's uh i mean i've, I've been uh i've always lived by a, a saying of uh, it's better to have a friend than a dollar mm-hmm. and i mean just by that i mean i, I could take it you know like literal as in um like going you know overseas or going anywhere or say like a homie's like traveling uh have a student or someone that takes one of our courses out in whitman right now um he's like hey man i got accepted this program out in uh japan but i don't know anybody i'm going in a world i don't know anything he's you know a few months into hip-hop and breaking and all that and he's finding this whole new world it's like i have a new toy you know yeah and he goes out there and he's like do you know anybody and i was like let me make a few connects calls and through this culture, I mean, I, I'm just flooding him. Hey, try this guy. Hit this guy. This guy. Yeah. And now he's over there just having, I mean, just living it, you know. And you know, uh, like I said, you know, I've been out in Europe, Barcelona. Hey, you know, hit up somebody. Yo, hey, King Rez is in town. What? Oh shit! Boom! I want to learn some, you know, share some top rocks or you know, ideas and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, I mean, half of my crew, or not some of, my, not half, but some of my crew, we're, we're spread out worldwide right now. We got Korea, Japan, uh, Taiwan. We got. Uh, France, uh, people in Russia as well. So I mean, it, it, my my crews spread out from what we were here, and kind of like what you were talking about earlier is you know spreading on you know this lineage, and or, or just you know like having the animosity towards other people. Like some of my students um, became my crew members. 
uh, like Chase and, yeah. and Thomas and them, they used to be, I used to teach them at, at high school, uh, Kenwick High after in the nights, uh, it was called home base. Pretty much I'd go smoke all these kids, right? <laughs> and then I'd be like, yo, learn something. Next time, yeah, yeah, yeah. come back harder. Then they got to a point where it was like, they were getting better. So I was like, oh, these guys are gonna try to bring it back to me, you know, and the whole student versus the teacher now. Yeah. So then I took it that way, but at, at the same time we weren't, um, we didn't grow up in the same kind of like, you know, uh, how do you say, upbringings. Right. So to me, they were like annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, my crew then, like they thought they were too hard, you know, fast forward a few years, my panic bursted. And then I was like, man, I need to get back into this. This needs to like, I had taken a couple years off. And I was like, I need to get back. I need to do something positive again. And yeah, I mean, and then right there, I was like, yo, like I swallowed my pride. I was like, you know what? If I want to do it, I get get it with people in the same, you know, mindset, same, you know. And, and then we, we we're living it, you know. Yeah, man, that's fantastic. I want to get into. Uh, obviously, I want to talk about the show and those kinds of things. What kind of why we got connected? But I find this conversation really, really fascinating. I want to talk to you a little bit about the teaching element of this and and giving back to the younger generations. I, I mentioned earlier, like you know, my son does music now, yeah. right? And so being able, it's almost like I get a rejuvenated love for this, watching it through his eyes for the first time. I used to teach a uh, spoken word at a boarding school and just watching people be able to figure out how to maneuver and express themselves in certain ways. Um, you know, you, you mentioned students quite a bit. Like, I'd love to dig into that just really quick. Like, A, what got you into to wanting to teach, right? Because it's not for everybody. Not everybody could teach. Because like you said, no. there's the annoying part. Sometimes you got to deal with why can't you figure this out? Or like, you know, they're coming at you with stuff and you're like, that's that's whack, but I gotta like mold that, right? But there's something there about it. Um, but what what really drove you to want to do that? And what is, you know, the thing that you take away from that the most? Because it is a give and take relationship, right? Oh, yeah. I, I take as much as I give, I hope, right? Um, but I'd love to get your perspective on just the teaching of it and, and how you think that that's kind of impacted you throughout the years. Um, well, it started like really early. Like I was, I think like seven, eight years old. We used to run this program called, uh, and I don't know if you can remember back then, but called the same gang. Um, Michael, you know that we're all in the same. They had that big old gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, my family, because my brother was an MC, and so he was actually going to get signed by Warner Brothers and the, and the group that he was with and stuff at the time. Um, but they were pushing that movement. We started, uh, then got grants to go in and go around all these like um, kind of like gang infested towns, sure. Sunnyside, most like all these different ones. Um, to do these uh, anti-gang programs. And I'm, you know, this young kid, but I was a dope dancer. I performed, I like to be in front, the limelight and all that. So then I would be out there, you know, like we'd pull people from the crowd. And, you know, it just, that right there clicked to me. Then coming out of high school, you know, I'm like, oh man, I always wanted to be a backup dancer. I'll move down to LA, I'm gonna be famous. I get down there to LA and then, you know, I'm doing that and I'm just like, this ain't for me. Right. And then my parents got sick. I came back to town. Nobody's like the scene's dying all, all in all areas. And it was going the wrong directions that I saw and I didn't like it. And I was coming from like some one of the, like the, the most strivingest towns at the time. Everybody's moving to LA at the time, the best of the best. Um, so I was like, you know what? I think my, I think my calling is to just go back and teach and raise the scene. Um, so this is say I battled, traveled, did all kinds of stuff at that point and I was like you know what like I love to be in the battlefield and I love to teach I don't care about the limelight stuff so I'm gonna stick to here so I hit the middle schools that had like the most like the highest like you know like uh, little gang presence sure. and stuff like that luckily I had a lot of ties to a lot of things I mean being born and raised here I mean like you said I mean when I walked in the house you were like yo like you look familiar right right and just you know just 
being in touch with my, my community like that. Um, so right away, got into middle schools, started teaching kids. Um, really liked where it was going with that um, and, and seeing the positivity that it was bringing those kids. Um, one thing that really led me to teaching, though, and like you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, teaching your son um, is is a, in our arts, whether no matter what it is, we steer away from the foundation a lot of times, mm. uh, the roots of where we really started or why we started and that feeling and always coming back to a foundation will always keep you grounded and keeping your, you know, your feet 10 toes down, you know? Right. Um, so me, my strong suit in breaking is, is being very foundational, uh, you know, hitting beats with the top rock because the uh, breaking or b-boying is a complete dance that starts from the top to the bottom, right? Um, and it's the only dance that is, you know, that is like that. Right. Um, so that's what where I was going off on. I was really noticed for that stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I need to teach like this foundational formula that was also passed down to me. You know, whether it was some of my elders or some, you know, the crazy legs, the Ken Swifts, the Reminds and all that. That's when I started getting, you know, I, I was winning battles and, and, you know, making a real good name for myself. Uh, not just in the Northwest, but, you know, internationally. Um, to where then, you know, I'm getting, you know, Crazy Legs hitting me up, uh, B-Boy Remind, legendary B-Boys. I mean, this is like your like Michael Jordan, your, your right. Kobe Bryant. Right. And like, yo, hey, you know, I'm going to be out in this area or I'm going to teach a workshop. You down to fly out and, and you know, help teach this workshop with me. You know, so that's like going to p- playing a pickup game with like Michael Jordan, you know? <laughs> right. And so I'm like, hell yeah. Like, like so don't, don't oh, threaten me twice. Like, no, <laughs> so I mean, so... You know, I was very lucky enough to go do that. So I, at that point, I knew, you know what, I'm doing something right. And throughout those years and, and even till today, I mean, even earlier this morning, you know, I have people that hit me up and, and, you know, thank God for Instagram and all those things. People can, you know, reach out to me like, yo, I'm trying this. What do you think will work with this or what, you know? And I think I just had a knack for, for seeing someone's style and stuff like that and kind of like, hey, oh, hey, try this, do this, you know, as little as, you know, breathe this way, mm-hmm. you know, try putting your arm this way. So, I mean, foundational, I, I, foundational and, and I and it got to a point like where my crew, our trainings weren't just practicing. We go out and just throw ourselves around. We were dissecting the game and trying to figure out, like, you know, what what's going to be different? Because you always got to think, OK, I'm doing this and I want to get this move. But if I go to a battle, so and so is already working that move. What can I do different? How can I get this foundational move and flip it and make it mine now? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people, they, they lose themselves in when they go and steer away from the foundation. So, you know, leading up to this battle, you know, there's, you know, we're talking about, and also as well as, you know, um, educating a little bit on like how the battles work and and a lot of it, I mean, it starts, you know, like I say, foundational stuff. And then from there, you know, we're building on. And whether it be a BPM, whether it be a canvas, a wall, whatever that is for the graph writers, whether it be just a scratch vinyl and just a, you know, a boom bat beat uh, or to as well as, you know, the DJing for the B-Boys, and a circle just give us a floor i was like we, right. we, we would throw this shit in the back of my back patio if we had to but i mean yeah foundation man foundation i have uh thrived on that and one of my teaching actually in uh throughout breaking and you know when you take say my course or my obstacle program uh, which i ended up starting a crew out of it was called break tough uh break obviously for the break of the record and which is the foundation for all hip-hop right and tough started through us foundations forever so that was what tough stood for the acronym for that right that's what it's called right acronym 
yeah, 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 you yeah. got it. Yeah, so, you got it. so I mean, that's... Mess with him and just been like, oh, you mean synonym? <laughs> synonym, right? No, those are two words. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, so, I mean, foundational stuff and, and foundation and everything is is always been my key and my go-to, and, and, and it keeps me always grounded. So I can go and do all these battles and all that, but then I'm going to go back and train myself and polish myself up on these foundational moves so I can then teach that next kid. Right. The next kid, the next kid, and almost create a blueprint. 100%, man. I think, you know, there's a, a, a philosophy around mastery that innovation only comes with once you master the basics or the foundations, right? There is no innovation without mastery of what the foundation of anything is. And so I think that that's really, I, I love hearing that and I, and I couldn't agree more. But, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, we were going to get together and chat and, and I'm really thankful for the conversation overall, but I'll, I want to make sure we don't, you know, there's this philosophy, keep the most important thing, the most important thing, right? We you haven't know? mentioned it yet, but one of the reasons why we're- <laughs> The here, elephant in the room. Right. One of the reasons we're here chatting is uh, the return of the B-Boy break beatdown. Excuse me. I said that incorrectly. Let me try it one more time. Return of the B-Boy breakdown. Anybody who listens to the Shanty Radio knows that I can't say shit, right? Take three. Take three. What is it actually? Beatdown. Beatdown. What did I say? B-Boy beatdown. You said breakdown twice. It's all good, though. Look, they they it's know me. Good. They know yeah, that I yeah, can't yeah, do that. No, right. But uh, <laughs> return of the B boy beatdown. Yeah, why didn't I just ask you to say it in the first place? Why did I even try? Anyway, it's, uh, you're the MC, man. March March 9th at the Uptown Theater. Uh, I, I'm super excited for this. So yeah. I'll just let's tell the people what this is, right? I know that it's kind of the return, trying to make a, a an awesome event for for a lot of different things but it's better to come from you as we just demonstrated yeah. uh so tell us a little bit about the event and kind of where did it come from and you know what are we hoping to achieve with it so uh from say like 2005 to about 2012 i was throwing battles every two months three months small you know my studio whether it was like a small gym something like that and with every battle i would always throw different concepts um just trying to like um you know, make these uh, b-boys be strategic with their their break-in and their battling and just bringing all elements together we'd have black books there for the the graph writers and stuff like that uh 2014 uh, which is we're now 10 years later but yeah. 10 years ago um we got a great opportunity at race and they were like hey you guys have the night you know we see what you're doing that's really dope um rough cut shout out to rough cut yep. um had a really uh was really close with the owner uh, before mm -hmm. he passed and so we're like, man, we can get this like every month. I was like, you know what? Let's do an installment of five months. We have one battle a month and the winner of each battle will then go to the finals, mm. um, which is the fifth event that we hosted. And we called it, each one we called it the B-Boy Beatdown. Cause it's like, uh, the reason why I called it a beatdown is because the Uptown Get Down was already taken. Yeah, and, yeah. and I didn't hear about that shit until like last year. <laughs> I was like, man, you can't sit on a name like that good, you know? <laughs> So the beatdown also was just like, I mean, you're in a bar battle. Right. So it's like, you're in a bar brawl, like a uh, beatdown. Yeah. And so um, so then we ended up calling it the B-Boy Beatdown, um, had that battle, and we had people come in from all over trying to get that spot for that one spot, you know? Um, at first I had held it to locals for the first two events. Uh, uh, we called the episodes, or volume one, volume two. Gotcha. Uh, three and four, um, we just made an open bracket. But it was really dope, man. There was a lot of, uh, the North was scene really came through on that, uh, came to uh, represent and as well as just show love to what we were, uh, what I was building here. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, uh, yeah, we ended up, I mean, just making, it, it was it was really good for the scene because every month, you know, the, the kids around here and all the Eastern Washington scene, um, we include Idaho as well with us and Oregon. Um, 
you know, for the next month, oh, man, I didn't win this one. Was this one? You know, we're going to enter the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I didn't win that. Okay, I got another month to, to get ready for that next one. So it always kept everybody in something for them to battle for, you know, mm-hmm. and to, to prepare for. Uh, they knew who was going to be in that battle at every time, you know, so it was like, all right, let's 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 do this. So now we got a uh, we had a perfect opportunity um, with hosting this now at, in, a, in a bigger venue at uh, the Richmond Uptown Theater. So hell yeah, let's do this. Like we went to a show there not so long ago, you know, and it has a perfect setup on like a lot of big battles that we go to. Yeah. Um, as much as I love having the smaller, the raw battles, the in your face, like mom and pop type battles, but. You know, every now and then we got to also give back to um, show people what we're building. We've been building. Um, so, um, yeah, we were, uh, let's see, uh, Justin, or Travis, I got caught you Justin the first time. <laughs> uh, Travis uh, and, <laughs> uh, reached out uh, as well as uh, Jared reached out and was like, hey, man, you know, like, obviously you guys are the ones to go to if we want to throw a real hip-hop event, some raw shit, you know, so... Um, obviously, you know, we still are very tight and into the scene of all elements. So why not? Let's, you know, let's, let's make this work together. So we all got together, had a few meetings and, and we got this ball rolling and, and hopefully, I mean, once we put out the date and people saw right away, the flyer, like I had been talking about like, yo, I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. And then finally, when they saw it, like, yo, 10 years later, like finally, right. And the scene is even like kind of had been deteriorating a little bit, mm-hmm. but the ones that are, you know, really about it have been just ready for this. As well as they, you know, they go in battle everywhere else, but sure. you know, you know, to, to represent our hometown, you know, again being that territorial um, thing, right? Um, so then now we're bringing, you know, big name B boy to come out here, but B boys and B girls to come and battle here, and we're not bringing them out, but just on the love and, and what we've paid back, they're paying back dues to us, you know, and 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 you know, you show love, you, you get the same yeah. love back um, on supporting. So, you know, we already got people like from Vegas, San Jose, L.A., Canada already like, yo, tickets punch. We're, we're, we're on our way. That's and amazing. I'm coming for that money. But as well as just to see our scene, because yeah. we've always, I mean, as small as we are, we've always had a really raw scene out here. And they love it. They love the culture. They love, you know, from the food to just, I mean, how raw and, and that it is still here. And as long as we've been doing it in Tri-Cities, I mean, Tri-Cities to date is like receipts wise you know videos and footage and everything we're still some of the earliest scenes i mean i'm talking about even out of seattle and all that and so don't like i've always like put my foot down like put the best the scene on my back like no like we have fucking we have videos we have all this stuff like, right we've been in the game the for, history is there the history is there so i don't want to hear anything i mean i got pictures of me getting down you know 1983 84 my brother's like battling i mean we have graffiti panels i have you know, uh, pictures from, you know, early 85 graffiti. So, I mean, it's all here yeah. and, and we need to just bring it all together and bring all these elements under one roof again. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, you know, show, cause I know like, you, you know, you guys been saying and with the, the music scene, the MCs and everything, you know, they, they kind of, uh, in a sense, kind of try to have their own events. Mm-hmm. Um, me and rough cut, we ain't trying to be like the gatekeepers or anything, right? but you know, if we're not educating or putting it out there for anybody, I mean, who is? Yeah, you know, I, I don't expect my students to go out there and tell some shit that they didn't live. Yep. And while I'm still here, I'm not here to collect my flowers, um, but I am here to still steer this shit, you know? Yeah. And, and make sure that it's in its rawest form and, and we're going to continue doing it this way until I can't no more. Man, that's yeah. beautiful. And I'll, I'll say, man, I, I, just being kind of 
getting back into it, kind of like you said, took a little bit of time off. I took some time off, had to do some professional things and stuff like that. But just being back around it and and going to a couple of the events that have been happening, you know, you're starting to see them pop up more and more. I think this area is just hungry for it too. Yeah. Like people want that back, right? You ha you have like the next generation that are coming up that had, you know, people like us or you before me, and then and then our kind of group in the middle, and then. You know, now the next generation coming up, they're like, we want to see it. We want. We heard about this from like people that were older than us, but like, what was it really like? What was it really like when you know you guys were doing uh, the battles and when we were putting on shows and and all that? And I think it's just a beautiful opportunity for people to get a chance to experience that. It, you know, I again, not to gatekeep, I don't want to say in its truest form, but what I would say is probably closer to what that was of that community coming together, showing off your skills and doing it in a way that uplifted those around you, but challenged those around you at the same time. Oh, yeah. Challenged perceptions, challenged um, skill sets. So that's, I, I'm really, really excited for it. Is there uh, uh, any artists or anybody you want to shout out that are coming into town? Like who, who should people be <laughs> being expected to see? Oh man, we talked about this at the last meeting. Uh, I'm trying to keep it kind of under the wraps okay. right now. I don't want no uh, nobody coming to compete to be like, yo, so-and-so is going to be there. No, I, feel you. I mean, cause it should not be like that. I mean. It, it definitely should not be like that. We can only learn and, and grow from that. And in the scene that I've seen so long, uh, I mean, it's still all love at the end of it. Whether, yeah, yeah. There's going to be one winner, and right. that's it. I mean, and the rest is going to be, everybody's going to be learning. Right. So um, if you want to know who's going to be there, better get your ass to the Uptown Theater on March 9th and experience live, man. Leave your leave your phones in your pockets and come and just live <laughs> in the moment, man, and experience yeah, so, uh, so what's real, happening. So real quick that day, uh, we're going to be opening doors at 1 o'clock. Okay. To three o'clock and where we're going to be ho hosting that is uh something that we've been doing for some time now as well about five years called the uh, uh, turntable of the try what we do is uh we bring in um uh, about six sets of uh, dj equipment turntables mixer uh we've had people as uh, big as as uh, the homie that used to live out here oh my god um anyways uh he's a he's a producer okay uh and uh johnny slash okay uh brought his uh beat machine and everything and i mean we we let people you know we're, we're in here trying to educate people as well as, hey, you want to come and sharpen your tools or let's get down. Right. Now, um, same thing, what we're trying to do with the MC. We're trying to, hey, you want to come out here? We, we can try to do any format which we're trying to work with the scene, yeah. I guess. I mean, we got to go with the punches and, and feel how it is. That way we can grow. I mean, there's no growth if we, again, you know, we, we ain't out there, whether it's showcasing in this raw environment because these are not just fans. I mean, they're going right. to give it to you raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, of course, letting the graffiti writers showcase their art, not just, you know, go and see it on a train or a wall of stuff. And the B-Boys, I mean, they're just, they're going to bring the energy and right. I already know it, man. And, and battles, even if it's like two crew members, I mean, get we, we, we get after it. Because, I mean, yeah. it's the same way at practices. Oh, yeah, he did that? Okay, I got something. <laughs> right. So it's like that. So we're just, I mean, going to try to bring everything together. Um... Again, one to three, we're having the turntable. This is the try. Uh, I believe after that, we're going to try to um, have an open. Is it the open session? Uh, I'll have to look at the itinerary. But, anyways, yeah, doors yeah. are opening at one. At the very end at the uh, after party, but the freestyle MC tournament will be throughout the event. Throughout the events, yeah. And, okay. and it's going to be all kind of intertwined in there. Hoping not to lose crowd because, I mean, it's going to be definitely high energy, high level, we're hoping, throughout the whole night. It's going to mm -hmm. be fun, man. We're going to have um, some food carts there, definitely some vendors, and, I mean, some really dope performances from uh, MCs to to some bands, I believe, we're playing live bands. Um, we're going to have DJs up there. We have a, 
DV1 from uh, world famous Rocksteady crew coming. Oh wow! Uh, Massive, he's part of Massive Monkeys as well as the legendary Seattle-based DVS crew, which were graffiti writers. Uh, the ver- very first generation of Seattle's um, hip hop. Uh, Let's go! DVS. So it's gonna it's gonna be really dope. And I mean, again, to be bringing that here, we have always ho- hosted events and just like, hey, you know, tell go tell a friend, you know, like, right. just come out. You want to have fun? But this time, I mean, you know, we're really hoping to pull Tri-Cities out and for them to stop saying, oh, man, there's never nothing to do. They took away the Oasis. They're, people are still crying about Oasis and Skate come West. On, like, man. come on, and Skate King. Like, let's get, let's get out at the Richland Uptown Theater. Uh, I'll say this, too. Uh, side note, if you're an artist that listens to the show or goes to shows at Ray's or is trying to put out music, like, I'm not going to say you should go. Like, this is mandatory. You should be there. Uh, learn something, get experience, meet people, see what hip hop is in its fullest form. Um, you, we don't get opportunities like this all the time to be in the same room with legends and masters of their craft. And if you don't take advantage of that, like quite frankly, I don't want to hear shit about it. Like don't complain if you're not going to be out there and experiencing it. So again, March 9th at the Uptown Theater. Go ahead, tell them the name again. The B-Boy Beatdown. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, starting at 1 o'clock, you know, though, uh, sure, there'll be more details out. Make sure you be checking out online for, for other itineraries. But just plan on being there at 1, man. Plan on, on learning something uh, and, and being involved in it, man. And I, I'm so thankful for you uh, taking the time to come out and chat. But before I get you out of here, a couple things. One, we do we do a little segment at the end of this called Quick Hitters. But right. we just start, we ask questions. Just give me give me the quick answer to that. Uh, and then obviously I want to give you an opportunity to give any other shout outs or anything else that you want to get out. But yes, if you're cool with that, let's get into these quick hitter questions. Alrighty. What is the hardest move that you do? That I do personally? That you do personally. Um, 90, 1990. Explain it for those that don't uh, know. Well, you're upside down on one hand like a handstand, but okay. you're on one hand and you spin on your palm. That seems pretty hard. I would agree <laughs> that that wouldn't be a hard one. Past, present, future. If you could battle one person, who would it be? b-boy remind from style elements crew stockton california nice because he's my he's he's my my top and favorite b-boy to me the epitome of what a b-boy one you know a b-boy should be so gotta test that then gotta test those waters man. i love that go in the trenches uh what's your favorite dance movie (laughs) uh beat street beat street beautiful the king of the beat um (laughs) the king of the beat i uh have you ever seen beat street oh come on there's, there's, uh, <laughs> this is gonna make me sound stupid, but I don't care. Uh, you remember that movie, uh, Stomp the Yard? Oh, yeah. When he tried to do that elbow <laughs> thing, that elbow slide? Yeah. I might have messed up my whole left side trying to oh, do that one time man. after, uh, a few, uh, beverages of yeah, some yeah. sort, but, uh, never could do Stomp it, never could yard. do it. If, uh, now, this, I wrote this question down before we had a chance to talk, so this question might not be relevant, but I'm asking anyway. So, I know you, you, mentioned you do all if not most of the elements in hip-hop yes. would you say that b-boying is probably your your best skill set or what you excel at the most is uh, that fair to say uh dancing in my family was a must i mean okay i mean from my mom when she was a little girl to my i mean you know mexicans i mean I we can't have no no <laughs> carne asada without a circle or dance right right you know? so i mean that was just i mean it's that was what all i knew 
And even till as I got older, my dad would be like, oh, you, would you win at the battle or ride home? You know, the free trip home. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, it's your fault. You, st- you would take me to jams. You know, you would take me, you know, we would pack the van. I'm actually parents, because I played AAU basketball. Yep. We bought a van, then it turned into the break. And they're like, all right, let's pack the van, mom, and take a crew, you know, and let's, you know, go to this battle, go to wherever it was at. And so, I mean, that's it, all I knew. Um, graffiti, to me, I love graffiti. I love the, the you know, the, the, the thrill of it, the, the danger of it. Um, man, I don't know, and I'm really falling in love with with the DJing right yeah. now. Um, you know, bringing out these tracks and and having people—that's like a new a new art for me. You yeah, know, I'm learning so much on it. Um, but definitely b-boying when I'm on that circle and I'm in a in a in the middle of like it would be a freestyle circle, whether it's a battle or I'm on stage. I mean, watch out, man. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the. I used to tell people all the time: the only time in my life I'm free is for 20 minutes on stage during a set. And I couldn't even tell you what song I danced to after that. I had to mm-hmm. go up and be like, yo. What was? Oh, you want to see it? Like, no, I want to hear what song it was. Right. And they'll be like, "Yo, you killed that! You killed!" I'm right. Like, I don't. I just I'm just there in the in that moment in that of moment. being completely yes, free. The whole outside world disappears. And I used to, uh, when I first started seeing my wife, her friends used to be like, he, "Your your boyfriend never even talks to you after the show or like whatever." Because I would like finish the set, and I would go like hide somewhere in the corner for like 10, 15 minutes, and I'm like, "No, you don't understand." Everything I am as a human being went into that. Oh, that moment yeah. and like i can't form a thought let alone like have a conversation with you right now my wife's the same way like when she uh when i finally started to invite her to events you know right. or battles and that was still in my like my primes and i'd go to battle and like she learned quick like oh you know this or that and i was just like like yeah right, right, right. Give her, like a stiff arm or something <laughs> like hit her with the highs and be like don't even talk to me right now no, i'm still in i'm still in yes, in that mode or I'm like beforehand why, why he never talks to you before the show no. And she was like, she would just tell him, not, he, I, I don't expect him to talk to me oh, before no, the show. Yeah. That's just not the way that this works. Like, no. you're so in your zone. Uh, what about MCing? MCing? We got, we got my favorite hit? or? or, or no, you, what, we got some hidden tracks somewhere. <laughs> you've been, you've been writing? Oh, man. I can rehearse every Rakim line and Daddy <laughs> Kane. Really dope. Uh, funny story is uh, they had a, they used to have these MC battles at uh, In N Out. Or yeah. no. Uh, Wait, yeah. what's it called? No, at the Out and About. I, I used to, that's where I met Bryson at. I used to battle over Oh, there. really? So they used yeah. to have these battles, right? And, oh, yo, so-and-so, and Meaty's dope, or this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump on. I'm going <laughs> to enter this MC battle, and I'm going to recite uh, some Rock Him lines. I'm going to mix Just, them up, so-and-so. Yeah. And and no, I was at until someone says something. I Me, mean, jokingly, doing it just right, to, right, right. because I didn't like what I was hearing, you know? So I went on it, went up there, did some of the, oh my God, yo, you could stitch it. I'm like, do you not know, listen what I was saying? You know, I was, I was saying all these, you know, different MCs lines. Right, I, mean, right. I, even, I think even did some 50 Cent mixed in because, I mean, if you li- go back and listen to his stuff, I mean, a lot of his stuff is like some some old Nas and some yeah. old, you know, uh, Slick Rick and stuff. I mean, and so I was just out there storytelling and me and Ruff could always joke around like that. We're like, yo, like when we jump on the mic or something, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll kick some kick, bars. Kick. But a lot of my stuff is just well rehearsed from other MCs. <laughs> Man, so, that's funny. So listen, so listen closely. <laughs> that that actually just reminded me. Uh, I'll tell this really quick funny story, and then we'll get out of here. Yes, the first time I went to those battles at the Out About, um, my buddy was like, "We should go check out these battles." And he's like, "You rap? Like, let's go check them out." I'm like, "Cool, cool." So I like show up, and I'm like, I think I was coming from work, or whatever. I had like a button up and like mm. khakis on and like glasses <laughs> or whatever, like not dressed like I would be doing a show or anything like that. I'm standing there in the crowd, like, and this was a, there was no school on a Monday. So it was like packed out in there, right? On those days when they didn't line have school. Outside, line all the way to the Yeah, top, yeah. And so I'm, I'm standing there just kind of chilling, like, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden I hear my name. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
And my buddy starts dying laughing next to me. He's like, I signed you, you up, up bro. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, you did what? And I'm pissed, right? And he's like, well, go get that beer money, right? They be st- yep. pay 50 bucks to the oh, winner yeah. or something. Yep. He's like, go get that beer money. And I'm like, whatever. So I walk up there and Scooter B was hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, what's your name? And it was like, not that long after A-Ball came out. So I'm just being a smart ass, right? Because yeah. I'm not really, I'm like, my name is MC Bob, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just whatever. And he's like, looking at me like, whatever. Everyone's like, who are you? Like, whatever. And then we got into it. And this was back in the day, like I lived in a, a single wide trailer with like four other dudes. And all we did was was sit there and freestyle rap every night, like just off of each other. And so I was okay at the time. Mm-hmm. So I ended up winning the first one pretty easily. And then everyone's like, oh, what the hell? Like, you don't look like you're a rapper, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Get to the finals and it's me and, and Bryson Foster. Um, this is where I met him. And we go like six rounds because the crowd couldn't decide it. And then I was like, this is so dope. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. and then I ended up winning. I'm like, oh, get that beer money. And then I come back the next week and got my ass kicked by Xavier. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is why I don't really. Tall Xavier, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, that you just reminded me of that. That Those were good times, man. That was oh, back, yeah. back too when people were just like so enamored with being a part of it yep. that people would just show up and just be like, what, oh, yeah. what are you doing? What are we getting into? And if it wasn't finished there, everybody would go to the taco trucks on the corner of 4th and Court Street. Yep, get and, it up there. And get it on there too, on whichever way anybody wanted. <laughs> you know, and it could go both ways. It can go always. Then uh, there ain't no escaping because you got taco trucks blocking you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run. No. That's, how, that's how it used to be too at Ray's, man, when we would do shows. And then as soon as the show went over, like sometimes I would go to Ray's not even for the show. I'd go to raise for the cypher that would happen after the show oh, in yeah. the parking lot, right? And then it would just be, you know, cops driving by. What are you guys doing? Oh, we're rapping. Looking at us all weird. Then they take off. They just keep circling the parking lot. And we'd be out there for hours, man, just oh. going at it. That Those were some of my favorite experiences uh, of hip-hop in general, not just hip-hop here. But, yeah. man, I, I super appreciate it, man. Before we get out of here, anything else you want to you wanna get out into the world? I uh, just want to sh- give a quick shout-out uh, definitely to my wife and <laughs> my kids. That's right. Uh, for always holding me down. Um Give a shout out to my crew, uh, Soul Felons, originally from here from Tri Cities. Um, um, first generation, my first generation crew was Street Rockers, then Soul Felons. Um, as a collective, right now between um, some of like uh, the people that we then became family with, uh, we call ourselves the Hoods because we all come from different uh, regions. Um, yeah, so I mean, shout out to everybody uh, representing that real hip hop. And even if it's that other hip hop, we love you too, man. Right, just be you. Yes, sir. Be you and, and love the art, man. Teach well, I, one, teach one. That's right. Appreciate you, man, so much. Again, March 9th, don't forget, be at the Uptown Theater. Doors are opening at 1 o'clock. It is the B-Boy Beatdown, the return of the B-Boy Beatdown. 10 that's, years later, let's go. That's right. Don't fool me twice. I ain't going to mess it up a bunch more times. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, man, we appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you go check the stuff out on social. Um you know go do do your research man go go look at my man on, on youtube i'm sure there's some videos out there and king learn reds. something yeah king reds 81 uh youtube you can look up king reds the hoods soul felons uh you can even look up b-boy be down footage if you want um and and just look uh, look us up on uh, event page uh the b-boy be down on facebook as well as um hashtag on instagram and you'll find definitely uh, any info um going out there you can look me and or follow me at kingreds.81 on instagram that's right shanty radio we out of here have a good one peace